This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Country Duty Show on CliffCentral.com. My name is Dumi Sole. Hello, 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 South Africa. It's been too long. The world. Um, this is an app based. Oh, okay, my bad. The world. Hey, keeping uh, us local. Yes, yes. Um, it, it has been a while since we did a live show and stuff, and it's really because there's been so much that's been happening. But we're here. We missed you, and um, would really like to get in touch with you. Hi, my name is Katlero, and Twitter handle at handful underscore k with Dumisole at Dumisole Country Duty ZA. Hashtag country duty. Yes, and please do send your tweets and tag um, at Dumisole as Katlaho said, handful underscore K and at country duties at including at leafcentral.com so that we can pit, pick them up on the screen and ensure that we read them for, for the show. Um, it's actually good to be back. It I, is, eh? I realize that one has missed this um, and being behind the mic and stuff, but um, hopefully we'll keep the momentum. But I do think, however, that we should tell our listeners that we are only going to do two live shows um, per month going forward and the rest will be podcast um, and the real issue really or the reason rather would be to ensure that we are able to maintain what we do online and ensure that we keep up with some of the stuff instead of us being here every Wednesday and running with the with the shows so Plus hit us up is like on the rise on the God. side and living costs and all of these things and ish yeah, uh, I mean, Twitter has been a buzz as well on this Tumamina or Numamina, someone has said. <laughs> um, and, and interestingly, a host of things are happening and, and it's said that at times and really funny that they get attributed to, um, the commander in chief of the, the, the South African National Defense Force. If it's not petrol hikes, it's, it's vet increases. If it's not that, it's rains during winter. It's effectively almost everything. Everything, whatever can go wrong. Yeah, but we definitely need someone to blame. But the question really is, um, is it a, a fair thing to, 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 um, blame him or we need to have a few people that we call out to order and just basically say they must come and fetch their else and more importantly come up with proactive solutions. And this is what we've been about and what we ultimately seek to do. Mm-hmm, that's true. What have you been up to? Finding work, bro. Finding work. And how's that going? Oh my gosh, it's crazy. I'm so tired actually right now. I'm half asleep. Hey, man. Um, there's a lot, man. Like, I, I, I was thrown literally in the deep end. I mean, I know I went there and I was like, yeah, I can do that. I can, but now I'm just drowning. Okay. So you were finding work. You found work. I found work. That's good. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's good to hear. And, what have I been up to? What have you been up to? Because little online, like you've become um, very scarce. Yeah, Joe, WMC has uh, proper um, requirements and demands. So, uh, and, and to our followers, really, you know, Twitter is there. It's, 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 it's ongoing. We have not forgotten about you, but there are other responsibilities as well. So do bear with us if our responses are delayed. Um, we are hoping to catch them, especially in the morning. So it's best for us um, if you want to catch us from Five, four o'clock in the morning until eight. That's where you most likely are going to get hold of us. Lunchtime and any time after five. That's five o'clock in the morning, summertime, right? <laughs> any time. <laughs> but, but that, that's really, um, the essence. And, and unless they're breaking news or other 
pressing issues. We'll be able to pick them up during lunchtime or after work. But we are the do not um, think that we've forgotten and, and stuff because at the end of the day, as we always say, country duty is about you and it's you and it is important that you bring issues to the fore and not only complain but also offer proactive solutions to problem. And I think that's exactly what we'll try and do today um, with our guest and, 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 you know, communicate a little further. Mm-hmm. And who's our guest? So today we've got Dumile... Mm, this guy's surname Mzumela wow. <laughs> <laughs> And he's a very Like he's an old friend of mine And, and I, I've never actually known how to say his surname But he's <laughs> going to be joining us He's an economist And he's going to be talking about uh, Why is South Africa now all of a sudden a Woolworths inside? You know, like it's cold, it's expensive It's it's just not friendly to us And what? how do we, how do we survive? How do we make it through? And yeah, the reasons behind it. Hundred percent, and and I think it's it's key that we 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 discuss that, and I don't think you know we as it often happens online we we complain we talk and stuff, but we don't really look at the the, the ultimate factor and, and the impact. I don't even know if there are solutions given where we are. What I know for a fact, however, is people are drowning and we are really approaching a ticking time bomb. Mm. Um, people, some have received increases, some haven't. And, and it, it's hard because how do they then deal and adjust to these type of issues and stuff? So do hit us up. Our WhatsApp number is 079-748-2090. Studio line. Zero eight six one triple five one eight nine. Just because you've been gone doesn't mean you shouldn't know this number. No, no. I, I just wanted to make sure that you, you you say it, and I think we are aligned in so far as that is concerned. So do send your tweets at Dumisole at handful underscore k tag at country gtza, including at leafcentral dot com, so that we can pick it up on the screen and tell us what you've been up to. More importantly, what is it that you like to bring to our attention, and what do you think of the um, recent increases and how do they affect you? You know, like I can see all the recent increases that are happening, but what irritates me or what gets to me the most right now is what's happening with all the fraud and corruption. You know, um, I'm looking or I'm speaking specifically towards the directors, but say our favorite bank, VBS. You know, and how we actually, I know I came out here and remember when Osrami was still with us as well. Yes. And we were like, no, man, yeah. these people are good and they try to do good and then turn around and what a slap in the face. You know, like I've got humble pie and I had to eat my humble pie very much. Yeah. Because, um, I actually really was hoping that they would be the kind of people, Hori, you can say, um, we're supporting black business and we're supporting black banks and we're supporting our black people in, in their fight and their struggle to come up and be somebody. And now you find out that they've actually come out and they, they just squandering it. And what a shame. But, but, but I think it's important in my view. Um, uh, what's key is, is, is that people stance on VBS and, and let's just be frank. And as far as I, I see it, um, we're excited that there was a mutual bank, you know, black owned and stuff. There were certain things that were unknown and, and, and suddenly, you know, became public knowledge. But it also is important, I think, in my view to then say, you know, had we known what we know, uh, Certain stances would not have been taken But now that we know what we know That's why we're able to talk about it and say People must be jailed Monies must be returned to the people And ensure that there's accountability So 
humble pie, I, I don't think we should be feeling ashamed and saying that we're eating humble pie. Um, there are lessons learned. Things happen. I mean, we can go further and talk about the recent um, competition commission and tribunal fines mm. on your biggest um, um, newspapers and, and companies. You know, it's business as usual. They take 10.5 million or so, they pay and then they go. And it doesn't even make the news. You know, and, and, and that's it. VBS finds itself in a very interesting predicament. It's public money and all of those things. But also the competition effect is there because it then means there's less entry into the market and other related things. But all these things need obviously discussion on their own and it is important that we then get to discuss it and see how it you goes. You know, it's fine. I mean, Liverpool McKinsey, you know, and you have the, the thing about it is that it's, it's the top people who are supposed to be, um, what, stopping the corruption, rooting it out or preventing it from happening who are actually involved in the allegations that are being brought through. And I'm going to use that word very loosely, the allegations. Uh, because like what's happening with McKinsey as well is, um, the, the money that they say that they took, uh, was, Erroneously taken And they want to yeah. re- bring it back But yeah. they But they want to set Their terms and conditions About how they want to go And rectify their wrongs You Which can't set your own punishment yeah. As as a wrongdoer You know You need to sit down Not say I did something wrong mm. And well done for coming up and saying we did something wrong. We're sorry, but you can't tell us How we are supposed There's laws and 100%. regulations That are set as to how Um Measures and what corrective measures are taken by people who do wrong. You don't set your own kind of punishment. That's just nonsense. Hundred percent. Um, Dumila, welcome to the Country Duty Show. Um, you are not a stranger, um, <laughs> on these streets, and you've been with us before, and 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 all of that. But yeah, um, how have you been? I'm good. Um, yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, uh, it was a great experience the last time. I'm hoping for kind of a repeat performance. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm good. I, 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 I'm cognizant of all these issues we're going through in this country. Yes. Um, what's quite interesting is that in my opinion, they're not new issues. You Indeed. Know? Um, it's just, it's, it's, I think it's an exciting time because of, um, technology and social media oh, that wow. all of these things are like front and center. Whereas Indeed. I think historically they just used to, you know, disappear in the background, you know, there'd be a room somewhere and people would negotiate and then yeah. they'd walk away scot-free. Yeah. Um, and now we actually get to have an opinion on these issues, you know. Um, but I think, as you were saying, it's a ticking time bomb, long time coming, these conversations. Um, and it's good that we have platforms to have these conversations, yeah. finally. So I'm, 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 I'm excited, even though yeah. I know times are rough. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, but, but, but I mean, let, let's get straight to it. I mean, what, what we're talking about is the increasing, um, you know, petrol prices, increasing standards and, and cost of living and, and everything. I mean, I actually feel that I'm drowning. Um, and, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. And it may well be that I'm, Seen as a privileged black middle class, I, I can't imagine people who 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 are not there or, mm. or who are experiencing living it below very the, hard. The, the, yeah. the minimum hundred percent. Yeah. You know, how, what does this mean to them, and 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 what impact is there? So, we'd definitely like to hear your views. As I said, our WhatsApp number zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. Send us your tweets at country duties at a tag at dumisole at um, dumile at handful underscore k at leafcentral.com so that we are able to pick up the tweets live on studio. And you can use our hashtag country duty, hashtag rising costs. 100%. Um, so how did we get here? 
I know that we, it's just a random question and, and stuff. Or maybe before even how did we get here? Yeah. Um, let's just deal with basic concepts from an economics perspective. Right. Um, for someone who is young and a metric or recently first year, um, student at WITS going for second semester or UCT or wherever yeah. for that matter. If, if we talk about inflation in mm. simple means, um, you know, layman terms and explanation, because I think even some of us, we take these things for granted. Yeah. What is it? So inflation is basically an index. So in a nutshell, what the, what Statsa say does. Yes. Um, with consultation from a couple of people, independent economists, from treasury, et cetera, et cetera, is that they compile a basket of goods. Yeah. Um, and what they do is they take an average basket of South African purchases. They then make a determination. And this is, it's something that's in debate. So you'll never actually get a good answer of whether the basket is the right basket or the wrong basket. 100%. But they basically take a basket of goods. Yeah. Um, and what they basically trying to do is to say, what does the average South African buy? Bread, yes. milk, um, bond, electricity, etc. Um, and what they do is that they'll anchor that Index depending on how, how, how far back they want to look at. Usually uh-huh. it's a year or it's month on month. Yeah. Um, and what they'll basically do is they'll say last month the cost of bread was 10 rand. This month it's 12 rand. Therefore we have a 20% inflation, but they don't do it on just the price of bread. They do it yeah. on the price of that entire basket of goods. So yeah. it's basically how on average prices have increased or decreased over time. Indeed. Yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, and, and I mean, you, you spoke about an average South African and stuff. That would, in my view, take into account the men on the street um, to, to a certain extent. It tries stuff. to. Um, yeah. And this is the intense debate. And yes. a, lot, a lot of people, I mean, I've, be, I've read actually over the last year, yeah. a lot of people who advocate for different baskets. Because what is important or significant to the man on the street and yeah. also the man on the street it's many men is very is very men. you know you you find that student adverts yeah. who may actually come from a decent family yes. versus an working adult who comes from uh nothing a struggling background yeah. um and black tax etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. um those people have very very different baskets you know for Indeed. someone um they shop uh, and they're only looking for subsistence goods somebody else is including things like alcohol etc etc mm-hmm. and for for different people, luxury is a different thing. For Indeed. different people, subsistence is a different thing. So there's been a call to say, why don't we have different baskets? Um, and at the moment, we keep one basket, honestly, because it's easier to then deal with the data. That's really the real, that's <laughs> the real <laughs> reason. But it may well have consequences, and, yeah. and, and it's not a, a good measurable to a certain extent. Um, and and it, it is what it is, unfortunately. Yeah. So so that, that that's inflation. Mm. Um and, and obviously that would have an impact on the man on the street. Correct. Th- does then inflation to a certain extent influence other things? Um, does it to a certain extent, um, talk to the price and, and the pricing and stuff? How does it tie in? Um, and, and I mean, as I said, we will deal with this while we, we, we head on, but now that we know what inflation is, what impact does it have on, on other things like your cost of living? It's, and stuff? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a massive indicator. Yeah. Um, it influences mostly where businesses spend their money. Okay. Um, and, and 
the reason is that it's it's a leading indicator for both government and for business around what they think is going to happen in the future of a country. Yeah. So 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 the the central bank uses yes. inflation as one of their biggest leading indicators according right. to um two big things that they that they look at. They look at the 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 repo rate yeah and how they how they basically cost our debt you yeah. know how how your borrowing is going to be priced is based on inflation largely um and then there is kind of a look then from a government perspective if they understand where debt is going to go and how that's going to look at yes. they then can decide over a long term where they'll invest same for companies yeah. so a lot of What's going to happen in your personal life around what you earn and how much money you make 100%. is very tied into the inflation rate. Um, it also influences kind of long dis- long-term decision making around if it's going to continuously climb. Yeah. Uh, do you want to be keeping rands as your currency? Do yes. you want to be keeping other things? Um, but the biggest thing for the average person on the street is that inflation will determine how much money you make yes. and how you spend the money you make. So That's, it's a huge, huge, huge number. Yeah. No, no, it, it is. I mean, yeah. when we talk about inflation, I'm, I'm reminded, amongst other things, um, Zimbabwe. Yes. I mean, and, and that situation. Mm. I mean, there were discussions or terms such as hyperinflation mm. and stuff and, and stuff like that. What, what is hyperinflation, if, 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 if one may ask? And, and, and the reason I ask this is given the rising costs and, and how consumers are strained, to a certain extent, right? Is there a possibility, or does it mean that we may find ourselves there, where rent, to a certain extent, is is valueless, um, and and suddenly you spoke about currency that mm. we we are now trading on Zim dollars to a certain I, I, I've extent. I've actually spoken to yeah. people, and I don't mean to cause a panic. Of course, who say it's valueless today? <laughs> you know, who who will look at where we are versus where we were, say, ten years ago, hundred percent, and they will say this rand has no value. No, um, hyperinflation is a huge, huge risk. Yeah. Um, it's happening as we speak in Venezuela, as 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 as. Yeah. You know, because the country is falling apart. Yes. So hyperinflation basically is when inflation becomes so extreme yeah. and mostly in the minds of people more okay. than in reality that people give up on the currency. Yeah. And so what happens is that in order to keep doing business, yes. businesses will say, look, I don't trust the rent. But I need to do business. Of course. So I will take as many rands as you have. Yeah. And my pricing then stops going from five rand or ten rand an item to a thousand rand, a million rand an item. Um, because they're just trying to keep businesses open. Yes. Um, and, and what, what is usually happening around that time is that most people with money are trying to run away from that money. So they're dumping it. Yeah. And the value then, as you say, goes to nothing. But it's usually, it's a, it's, it's when people lose so much confidence. In, in the currency that we're using in the country yes. That they abandon it And it just becomes a worthless entity 100% yeah. uh, and, 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 and it makes sense um, Yeah, very scary <laughs> where, where, where are we at right now As, as, as South Africans um, One of the things I remember recently One had tweeted um, and, and I said, you know A caring government of some sort yeah. We have a vet at, said at 15% yeah. we, we, we have um, rising Petrol hacks. Um, we have certain things as they are and stuff. And someone took exception to say, "Well, clearly you don't understand basic economics. Yeah. Um, why are you taking government on petrol prices and stuff yeah. like that?" Now, for for someone who's sitting and and, and listening to the show and who listen to the show via podcast or otherwise, 
and in your view, um, do you think there's any link or otherwise regarding petrol and, and, and government's involvement? And the reason that I ask is men on the street, including myself, will say, listen, surely government should do something. Yeah. And, and, and it plays an important role and, and it stops with them to a certain extent. And related to that is in 1993, um, the National Party was still in power. The ANC issued a statement basically condemning increase in petrol prices and spoke how it will have a negative consequence. Yeah. Fast forward to 2018, um, and they are now a governing party and we're seeing all this crap. Yeah. You know, uh, and someone who has taken exception to me, um, how does that work? And, and, and where does government and petrol increases fit in, if at all? So there's two places where you find the government when it comes to petrol increases. Um, the one is that they're in charge to an extent, not completely, yeah. but they are the custodians of the currency, you know. Okay. Um, so the policies in theory that they make then determine how a country will behave or run and that then determines productivity yes. and as a long-term result, your currency performs or declines based on, on government performance. Yeah. That's the one area. The other area is that... Um, and I'm sure most people are aware at this stage because I've seen it everywhere, mm-hmm. is that the, the, the petrol price has got multiple components. You yes. know? So there's there's the oil price, which is the the kind of the, the foundation of the petrol price. Um, then there are indirect taxes. Yeah. And then there's other levies and VATs. There's transport costs, et cetera, et cetera. But about, and I should have double-checked this number, but it's about 5 rand 30 is mm-hmm. indirect taxes, mostly... It's the fuel levy, yes, which I think is one rand something odd, yeah. and then the balance is the road accident fund. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I stand to be corrected, but yes, yeah, no, no, <laughs> definitely. I mean, the road accident fund correct um, derives as, um, X it's, amount. I yeah. mean, it doesn't, and it talks amongst other things where there's there's a certain percentage of of fuel levy and stuff that mm. goes to the road accident fund, yeah. but we get told that it's broke, correct, and they're, and they're buying chairs. <laughs> <and> <laughs> That, it's ridiculous, yeah. you know, and, and, and there's like accountability. Chairs, yeah. Exactly, there's an accountability <laughs> issue. In fact, one of our former um, counter duty uh, troops as well um, had actually put in a tender uh, for for that uh, yeah. as his own business and stuff. And the the chair, the prize, I think um, he had proposed, if not fifteen or twenty rand per chair, and we we saw the cost six hundred plus. <laughs> How does it get to that? <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. And that's this. I think this is where the the outcry around government is is to say yeah. there, there's a good five rand that you could relieve us with um, on a liter, and you are not, but you are you are misusing that money. Yeah. Um. And that 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 I think leads to a lot of that frustration. Yeah. I'm, I'm not in that camp personally. Yes. Person, because the, what people are really feeling is actually the change in the petrol price. It's not necessarily the petrol price itself. And if you look at our petrol price relatively around the world, we're actually relatively cheap, which is the scary part. You know, if you look versus Europe, look versus China, (laughs) um, we're relatively cheap, um, comparatively, um, because of less government controls and et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Um, our biggest problem is that we're not we're we're a we're a oil dependent country. We're not in charge of of really the petrol price mm-hmm. or the largest component of the petrol price, which is the oil price. You know, 100%. Um, we buy Bencud in dollars. We don't buy in rands. We don't buy in any African currency. Um, and so 
when global market forces are pushing that price up, we are price takers. Yeah. You know, that the other side of that is that even even as much as I say that the government is to a large extent the custodian of the rent, yeah. They are not completely in charge of that as well. You know, 100%. so um I hope I'm not getting too technical, but yeah. we're currently in the middle of a trade war. The I Americans and the Chinese, the Chinese are fighting each other. Yes. Um Unfortunately, South Africa, we are, <laughs> we are, we are we're, yeah, we're in the receiving <laughs> end of that because we're an emerging market. 100%. Um, and as a result, we look like a scary investment destination. Yeah. So we lose money based on those kind of things. Our rent goes through the roof. Yes. Our, then petrol price also goes through the roof. Mm. And that's what we're really feeling, um, fundamentally. So yes, there's a good argument to be made for the road accident fund and yes. the fuel levy to be, to be monitored better. Um, but I don't think, we are in the position where if we fix those things, the rest of it fixes itself. You know, if, you. if, if the trade war continues, we'll still be, we'll, we're still, we're going to get to the, that area. 100%. If, if, uh, Donald Trump continues to fight with the <laughs> Middle East countries, we're still Definitely. going to this place. No, I hear you. Um, but, but I mean, the long and short of it, um, yeah. to a certain extent is, um, Government role is there one mm. way or the other in so far as um, petrol, and it can't be dismissed Correct. outright. Yeah. All right, um, and, and 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 thank you for that. But um, what now? I mean, the the VAT increase. Um, how did I mean? How does it come about? Um, and especially for people who dictate policy, and people who say we care about the people, mm. and this is what we're doing, and we want to ensure that there's stability in the country. You know, a man on the street is feeling this pinch. Mm. So let, let's talk about VAT um, and, and normally what is vetable and what is non-vetable. Yeah. And, and, and I think it links with your inflation basket to mm. a certain extent Correct. and how people spend money. Mm. Can you just take us through that and, and, and what it means in basic terms? So we've had, I think for 25 years or 24 years, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. we've had VAT at 14%. So it's never yes. moved. Um and it's always been an area of where, where uh, on, uh, depending on the, the economic situations we're in, it, it, that, that debate comes up once in a while. I think yeah. I can track at least five times yeah. where I've seen it in a budget speech where they've suggested, do we do the VAT rate? Um, the VAT rate is a difficult conversation because it is a sales tax that is applicable on everyone, yes. right? So unlike, unlike your income tax or your tax on fuel or mm-hmm. other things, this is a tax on anybody who buys anything, you 100%. know? Um, the, the idea being that there are certain goods like bread that are exempt of this, uh, um, yes. I think it's 16 items. Yes. Um, that are non-vat items. Yeah. So, and I've had this conversation and I, I've always, I've tried to, without being difficult, try yes. to, to discuss this VAT issue. Yeah. So VAT as an opportunity area has always existed, but there's always been the concern that because VAT affects everyone, that the poor will be the worst affected by VAT. And surely that and is true. That is true to an extent. Okay. Um, but you still have to understand that Without this VAT increase, yes. our government is non-funded, and that has a greater extent on poor people. Yeah. So, so at the middle of last year, to everyone's shock and horror, yes. there was a 50 billion rand deficit with what 
government has budgeted yes. and what SARS is collecting. What, what, what does a deficit mean um, for, for, you know, um, yeah. for someone who's listening and, 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 and myself who's not an economist <laughs> to yeah. a certain extent? So, so government on an annual basis has programs that they run and as 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 a consequence of the programs that they run, everything from your grant system to your healthcare, mm. education, everything that that is called public anything, public yes. health, public school, yeah. um, etc. Billions of programs, yeah. including unfortunately their salaries and perks yes. um, are funded by us. Yeah. Two mechanisms: the main one being tax, the other one being debt. But debt is just tax in the future So at the end of the day We end up paying for all these programs So What we had at the middle of last year Is that the budget that the government needs To to literally subsist and to service the country Was short about 50 billion rand Which was far more than any economist had predicted We were predicting around 28 billion We knew it was bad But we we had no idea how bad it was Um, And so the idea was where do you recruit this money today? Yes. You know, and this is what I, a few people have referred to as the Jacob Zuma hangover. Yeah. You know, and where do you recruit that money? Well, you try and recoup it from everywhere, from tax, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if you understand, and and I think everyone has, not everyone, but a lot of people have done the research, is that yeah. the middle class, which forms the bulk of the tax base, is really under pressure from yeah. uh, financial basis, from their budgets. There's there's very little to keep squeezing out of that by, by a margin. But there sits the VAT rate that has been sitting, um, and a 1% on that equaled about 25 billion rand in recovery. Sure. And so that was a way of an immediate... Way to kind of plug the hole, you know. Yes. The hole is really government. Is that government overspends? Government doesn't know how to manage itself. Yeah. But you need today to fund the government, and that, as painful as it is, was one of the only places to get it. But the other thing is when you consider the VAT increase, oh. right? Move from fifteen percent, I mean fourteen to fifteen percent, which technically means. For every 114 rand that you used to spend, you're yes. spending an additional one rand. Yeah. 0.0%. Yes. I mean, point, sorry, um, point, point point. 0.8%, yeah. you know? It, it feels like a lot and people make a lot out of it. Yeah. But in reality, it's, yeah. it's one rand out of every 115 rand spent. But you surely know? for someone who doesn't have that one rand. Yeah. And, it feels like a cruel thing to say, like, everyone has a one rand. Realistically, it is not that massive an impact. The real impact that yeah. comes through is there's a big cost to system change. So pick and pay yeah. has a lot of 14% in its pricing system. Yes. And then they become 15%. And so what you see on the on the shelf is that you move from a 1399 yeah. and now you all of a sudden have got a 14 one cent sure. that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So they move that to a 1349. Yes. And that's what you're going to feel. Uh-huh. So that that doesn't really lie at the feet of government, you know. Yeah. And I, I've had this. I've tried to have this conversation, and we've looked at average baskets in in certain stores, you know. Yes. So if you look at a at a boxer punch store or you look at a Cambridge store, the average basket is somewhere between fifty rand and a hundred rand for a per- person. And these are the people at the lowest yes. income levels. And from a vet perspective, they're spending 30, 40 cents additional. Extra, yeah. It's, 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 yes, it's, it's, yeah. it's significant, but it isn't 
the end of the world. Okay. And I, I, I know people, I and I'm you. going to get hate mail. No, no, no. I, th- I, think, <laughs> I think it's very important that we, we discuss that. Yeah. But, but while we're there, and we'll continue just after the break, um, this is the Country Duty Show on cliffcentral.com. Um, do you, uh, get in touch with us on WhatsApp, 079-748-2090, and on our studio number, 0861-555-189, and we'll be right back. This is cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Country Duty Show on cliffcentral.com, and thanks for joining us. Um, it's 1940 on Wednesday, and we're talking... Some depressing issues, rising costs and stuff. And it's so lit in studio because people are talking about how one percent is not affecting the the consumer. Huh? But but They're you know cons- this is because it's now up to the stores. No, I'm sorry, I I can't I can't. Like I understand the economics of it, I understand the theory of it, I understand the textbook side of it. But I am a human being who's living the exact opposite of what the textbook and the theory is saying. It's it's it it just it doesn't fit, and somehow I brought you or we brought you in here to come and make it fit. No, no, but I think it's important that we get an expert view to tell us exactly what what this thing is and stuff. And I think it's doing exactly He's that. Doing a great job. Um, do join us and send us your um, comments um, at Country Duties at A. Um, tag at Dumisole at handful underscore K at Dumile and clipcentral.com. Hashtag at, country duty, hashtag yeah. rise and cost. hundred percent. And we'll pick up your tweets and stuff. And over to you, ma'am. Hmm. <laughs> no, look, I was uh, like, we were saying of A, right? Mm. I understand what you're saying. Hor, okay, fine. The government only increased it by so much, but because of the pricing structure, cu- uh, stores or companies can only use or can only Pricing, I don't even understand why they don't, but anyway, they can only price it to a certain way, therefore, then opting to round it up. Yes. Right. So, if gov- if that's the case, then why is there not a policy that can be put in or a law that can be put in to say you can only, there should be. I mean, it's a competitive thing. They should be able to tell, there should be a policy that says, um, fine, VAT is going up, fine, your pricing structure is going to be 19 rand. Two cents, two cents doesn't exist anymore. So you can only say 19 rand or you can only say, um, 19 rand, five, 10 cents. I mean, like a whole 50 cents. It doesn't sound like a lot, but trust me to somebody who's earning less than 3,500 rand, less than 3,500 rand, taxi fare is going up to by two rand. So it becomes. So I think my point. Is specifically to say, look, there is inflation, there is price increases, and everybody's feeling the pinch. But to look at that, as to say, that's where the pinch is coming from, is it's a mistaken analysis because the VAT possibly added on every ten rand you spend maybe a couple of cents, right? What happens is that from a company perspective, they can't price something from. Five ninety nine yeah. to six rand oh one. It just it won't make any sense. So they'll price it probably to six rand forty nine cents, or they may price it to six rand ten. But you don't see ten anymore. You see ninety nine cents. So you walk in as a normal consumer, you know that whatever you were buying used to be five ninety nine. Now it's six rand forty nine, and you're feeling the pinch. But to then turn around and say this is because of that, 
it's a mistake because that only added so maybe why 10 is it cents. Because of? It's because the retail businesses are taking a little bit added advantage. Okay, so we're supposed to now then go so blame what we can pay. I'm in so much trouble. I know I'm gonna like, I'm never gonna be hired for anything again. While we're there, um, and, and, and another thing that we, we talk about and that has a certain impact. On, 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 on consumers and people on the street. Yes. It's something called foreign debt and, and stuff. Mm. Um, does that feature anyway insofar as throttling consumers and the men on the street to a certain extent? And does government, you know, um, in trying to manage this and, and dealing with it? Because mm. I think at times you are overly indebted to your world, um, mm. uh, whatever that almost said colonizers. Um, <laughs> You, 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 yeah. Yeah, but, but you, you know what I mean. I no, mean, I people who borrow us money and, and charge exorbitant interest Absolutely. and stuff and we yeah. find ourselves giving and giving and we don't get, um, a value and return and, and stuff. So, you know, I, I think, and I know we don't have the time to kind of step back into this thing is that, yeah. you know, that there is a central issue at the heart of all of these conversations, right? Yes. And it's, it actually goes back to the fact that our South African economy was built from scratch. To, uh, to, to, to work for a minority, you Ooh. know, it used to be a racial minority. Today it is a class minority, mm. more than racial. Um, but historically it's still the same economy, you know, yeah. it still has the same leading components, which is finance services and mining and resource. Yes. Those are things that are in the hands of the very few, you yeah. know, and so all the things you talk about are around the foreign, Dynamics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, they they would not affect a person in that environment as much as a person at the bottom of of, of the food chain, because yeah. what the person at the bottom of the food chain is getting is just whatever's happening. You know, if the price goes up, he just has to pay it. If um, things are more expensive and he can't access them, he just has to deal with it. When your salary doesn't increase over six months, yes. you know, you get a very different explanation than when things, you know, you get told how, um, I was reading an article this morning about how 70% of mines in South Africa, gold mines particularly, are unprofitable. Yes. Seven, you know? Yeah. But it's not the case that when they were profitable, about 10 years back, that yes. they were dishing out the wealth. 100%. Um, and so... The, the common South African who's not really an economic participant mm. is a, is a receiver of all these issues we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and that is actually at the heart of why we, we always feel under pressure. Yes. Because if you look at South African on a global scale, South Africa on a global scale, we're actually one of the cheapest economies in the world, which is the scariest part. And, and when you mean cheapest economies in the world, yeah. to, to do business in, to do business, yeah. to live, yeah. to everything in, in South Africa. We are, yeah. we are, we are, we are considered a very cheap kind of destination. If you, if you come from outside of South Africa and you come into South Africa, a lot of the time you will be pleasantly surprised, you know? Yeah. Even from African countries, which, which actually I think shocked me, is that African countries like Logos are actually more expensive to live in than South Africa. Because we've got infrastructure, you've got electricity, you've got things that don't exist on the continent, running water, etc. Yeah. Um, and as a result, we are we are relatively cheap, but we feel as as your man on the street like it's it's ridiculous. Expensive. I can't even live in this 100%. country. But and then it explains. And sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no why, why certain people are no longer leaving 
I want to leave and yeah. I'm going and I'm tired. <laughs> and then you then do the economist. Um, and, and the, the, the wealth yeah. advisor will then say, actually, <laughs> and from the factual perspective, <laughs> you may just want to say, to stay here. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. I think it's very interesting and it's, so, it's quite funny. Yeah. So one of our deepest problems is actually that more than that we are Undebted and that kind of thing is that we don't produce yeah. as a country, yes. and we have high unemployment and very we have the highest income inequality in the world, 100%. you know, which means that relatively being a billionaire in South Africa is the best place to be relatively a billionaire, yes, um, because we've got the highest inequality, so you can get the stuff the cheapest versus in the U.S. or versus in Europe, um, and so the common South African. Is honestly receiving because we're not a, you're not really an economic participant. Yeah. You're, you're kind of you're labor. That's pretty much what most people are. I'm never getting. Yeah. But we need we need in my view objective yeah. facts and 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 and, and this is what we do. We we we, we touch um, stuff that is raw, you know, provocative, mm. but but stuff that opens up the debate. I mean, one of the users here and, and our followers says your your. Um, analysis in so far as petrol prices and us being relatively cheap and stuff, it's a host of crap. That's what, what yeah. they call it. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm hoping and, and, and if the person is listening, please do engage us and tell yeah. us why you disagree. Cause then what it does, it assists someone else who's listening and they to say, well, you know, these are the factors and this is what it means. And, and this is what we need. Now, all these increases, you, you, I think, and as far as I understand you, obviously they are there and, and, and they're huge to a certain extent. But if you look at it from a realistic perspective, it's not as hectic as we say it is. Yes. Um, and, and maybe that's why government, um, holds a, a, a different view to a certain extent. But why do you think government is not articulating that position? You know, simply and saying, we hear you, but from a factual perspective, do it in Sizulu, Stwana, whatever language, mm-hmm. so that we we now say okay, well we hear you and stuff because right now nothing is coming. There's no communication, and that that's that what's creating a problem. I think the the hardest thing with government is that they don't actually have a plan, and yeah. this is actually I think the heart of my my proposition with yes. whatever I what whatever I I research. My lens is with understanding that it's difficult for a government to speak when they don't have a plan. Um, it's one thing That's to say important. to you guys, we're not as bad as the rest of the world. Fine, but we're trending in that direction. 100%. And so what are you doing about it? Mm-hmm. And, and from a government perspective, I mean, one thing everyone has spoken about is policy certainty. Yes. Uh, I think we're in our second or third mining charter in, I don't know how many months, but it's, it's literally months, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's one of the biggest components to the economy of this country. And, it's it's one of the biggest employers in the country and so if you are not clear on one of the biggest sectors of the economy how then are you clear on what you're going to do about the rest of the country 100%. um this runs the same with finance it runs the mm-hmm. same with the issue of land it runs yes. the same with everywhere else is that there's huge uncertainty yeah. and the government has not come out clearly as you are saying to articulate to say look mm. yes this is where we are today but this is the future we are shaping um, and this is the plan and the path we're taking. And to articulate that clearly and let everybody understand, oh, okay, 
it maybe isn't that bad because we're just in a bad patch. 100%. But no, you, you only say that when you have a plan. Yeah. When there's no plan, you can't articulate those ideas. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think they are, they are more quiet than they are. And I think that's, that's what we should be more worried about yeah. as, as, as a, as a, country. As, as yep. a country to say, okay, shop. It's it's bad, you know. What are you going to do about it? It's bad. Where are we but where are we going? Is it going to get worse? Yeah. Is there any turnaround strategy, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. Yeah. yeah. So so elections are upon us, um, <laughs> and and you know uh, for for and it's going to be very interesting. Um, be it EFFDA or otherwise, mm. we need people with plans. Excuse me, people who would convince us as to why we should vote for them. Mm. So we are also most likely going to be in a situation where. Um, opposition parties or otherwise are going to tell us how bad things are and yeah. it's so bad. And with a government that doesn't articulate as it ought to, we are really going to have hysteria, we're going to have issues and stuff. But do you think, um, boycotting, um, and, and it may well change your initial position <laughs> and how the man on the street sees it. Yeah. Boycotting government withholding of taxes as one of, um, our listener says, um, Jimmy underscore Mudisa says, listen, <laughs> let's withhold taxes. It will send a strong message. Do you think it will have any impact? Oh, that is a very difficult. Yes, it will have impact. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. But you've got to be careful about the impact that you want. 100%. You know? And, Here's the truth, right? We are in the midst of what I, as I say, has been called the Jacob Zuma hangover. Yeah. We had 10 years of poor administration. Uh-huh. You know, in my, in my perspective, it actually goes, it runs right into the Tamubeki administration as well. I was well. about to say, you know, um, it's, it's probably more than 10 years. Surely, surely, yeah. you know, uh, uh, and, and we, we must at the very least, yeah. um, I know Zuma has always been an issue and, and, and stuff and we know the legacy continues to a certain extent because yeah. this new guy is coming and he wants to do Great. it. He doesn't even have time, doesn't even have the support and, and he might not even be the state <laughs> exactly. president because of some of the misgivings and undertaking. Right. Uh, but, but during your, your gear proposals Great. that were, were championed by the likes of Mbeki and stuff, mm. surely those people also should take accountability. And we're talking about a ruling party that's been there for, for the longest of time mm. and, and, we are experiencing trying times. So the articulation or lack thereof starts from back then. So I think, I think you can definitely say that. Yeah. I think Tamumbegi missed, in my opinion, the biggest opportunity to transform the country. Yes. Um, but that was the greatest period of economic prosperity in South Africa under mm-hmm. his rule. And I think we just went to sleep. Politically and otherwise, uh, the country went to sleep because were, were we taken over by poetry and and, and we Shakespeare? Definitely were. We're so. definitely, but but beyond poetry and so forth, we were yeah. taken by the fact that this was the rise of the black diamond. Hundred percent. This was the rise of yeah. uh, people buying uh, foreign German cars, 100%. and you know people yeah. could go home and be proud, and parents were saying, "Hey, my child is good." Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we thought everything was going to be okay, yeah. and. My 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 view backwards, looking at I think the probably the most educated president we've had, and yes. he should have had a better view Oxford. and understood yeah. um, the the economy that it changes over time. Yes. And he didn't. He just ran the wave. He didn't transform. And and I think what what the difference with him and Jacob is Jacob Zuma, I think drove the biggest. Um, uh, what's the word? Intellectual yeah. uh, degeneration of the party. So yeah. you you look at. 
Thabo Mbekin, yes, they didn't do things properly. But you look at Jacob Zuma's administration and yeah. you find it was sorely lacking in, 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 in capability and in mm-hmm. drive and political will or, you know, in, in any direction. Yes. And so it made it so much worse than it should have been. Yeah. Um, and today what we're looking at is the, 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 the nuclear after effect of that, you know, yes. the, of that nuclear bomb that went off in his presidency. And so we're dealing with, and, and I, I, I sympathize with Cyril. You yeah. know, I think we got in, we got the honeymoon period. We thought everything was going to go well. <laughs> and a few months, and then a few months later we realize, <laughs> hey, chief, <Yeah. laughs> there's a lot to get right, you know? Um, and so I sympathize with the president, yeah. but I don't in the fact that we still don't have a plan. Yeah. You know, I, I think all those plans that were historically made, um, have clearly gone with the wind. Even the NDP, which was supposed to be the greatest one, has now become this document you can find online, but it yeah. doesn't really live. And so I think that's his biggest role now is to come 100%. and give leadership. No, I hear you. Um, mm. and, 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 and it's key. Um, but you know, we can continue and discuss until, uh, uh, Tumamina comes <laughs> amongst other things. Uh, and, and I, I, I agree with you. It's, it's, this guy is in a, such a, a state as mm. he speak. And, and I, I don't think he sleeps much and he shouldn't. No, you should. There's elections. Unfortunately, and he must deal he with what's coming. Must send him. Yeah. He doesn't uh, sleep. Uh, <laughs> and, and this is what it is. But, but, um, Thank you for um, embracing us and, 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 and honoring the invite. And um, to all our trips who've been treating and, and sharing their insights, Jimmy, we see you, see uh, boring underscore 26 and, and everyone else, Bonnie, so PNZ, who's There's been engaging us read and stuff. From yeah. Kwana that says yeah. it's, a, it's actually a, a, a meme that he took from a interview that Dr. Mampela Rampela had on 702, where he said people have allowed the government to do what it wants because they think the government knows best. Yeah. I think this is how we got to where we are right now. True. Yeah. True. And, and, and thanks to people for listening. This has been another installment of the Country Duty Show on cliffcentral.com. Keep well. We're not here next week. Um, and. No, we are here next oh, week. We are. Sorry. We are here next week. We are here next week. And we'll catch up on Twitter and let's keep the hashtag going. This is cliffcentral.com.